Welcome back, everybody. We have come to our Encounter with God section where we're going to dig into the Bible study. And of course, it is Wednesday, the 25th of April. It is Anzac Day. And so if you are listening to the delayed broadcast, then you'll be wondering why we're we talking about Anzac Day today. <laughs> but uh, um, if you're listening to the delayed broadcast, then of course, if you want to listen to the live show. How do they do that, Mon? Oh, it's actually very easy. There's two different ways they can do it. They can jump on our website, which is faithfm.com.au and just press play on the live stream. Or they can download the TuneIn app, which is free to download. And you just search for Faith FM Australia. And once again, just press play. Yeah, and I always listen to Faith FM online on the TuneIn app. And the reason I do that is because... Where I'm living, the, the signal's a bit scratchy, but I get a perfect signal anywhere perfect in the world where I have anytime. where I have a data connection. It's mm-hmm. uh, just fantastic. So that's the definitely the best way to be listening to Faith FM. So if you're listening to the delayed broadcast, then jump on the live broadcast. And if you're wondering why we're talking about Anzac Day, then uh, that's because you are listening to us on the delayed broadcast. But, and uh, I'm about to make our delayed listeners uh, a little bit jealous because, you know, it is Anzac Day and we do want to... Um, you know, make this a special broadcast. And so I've decided instead of doing a giveaway at the end of the show, I'm just going to do giveaways the whole time. In fact, you know the book Hero of Hacksaw Ridge? Yes. If you call us any time today, we will send you a free copy of Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. As many people. Wow, you've got to be kidding me. As many people that can call, we will send a copy. So it's not just one, it's as many of you out there that would like a copy of The Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. Give us a call, 1 800 Faith FM. It's 1 800 324 843. Or you can text me, text me your name and your address where you want the book sent. 0491 you know, do you know what? You can even just message me on Facebook, Faith FM Australia. Um, send us your deeds. We'll send you the book. You know the book, right? I do, absolutely. The story of uh, Desmond Doss. And so uh, this is one of the story of one of our allies in the Second World War mm-hmm. who uh, received the Congressional Medal of Honor as a non-combatant. It's an incredible story. It is one of the most phenomenal, sto- phenomenal stories ever to come out of the Second World War. So amazing that when Mel Gibson was making the movie, there were details that he did not include because he felt it would make the movie unbelievable. Mm, yep. And you will find all of those details in the book. And you're giving one one away to anyone who calls. Anyone who wants one can have one today. 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669. Let me ask you a question, Mon. Mm. Did you go to Anzac Day as a kid growing up? I didn't even know it existed. And why would that be? Uh, well, my family is German and uh, my parents migrated to Australia and I don't think they even realised that there was something happening <laughs> and, uh, you know, not familiar with Australian traditions and Australian customs and, and you know, Australian public holidays. Yeah. So uh, when people talked about Anzac, I thought they were talking about those yucky bickies. <laughs> <laughs> They're not yucky bickies. Those are delicious. They're not my favourite biscuits. Um, oh, by the way, a bit of trivia for you because we were discussing Anzac we biscuits. Were. We yeah, were. We were like, why are they called Anzac biscuits? Okay, so it turns out they were actually sent by the wives and the women's groups to soldiers um, abroad because the ingredients do not spoil easily and they the biscuits kept well during naval transportation. And they taste good when they arrive. No, they don't. Yes, they, they do. They never taste they good. They always <laughs> taste good because like... A, yeah, heretic, if you whacked it full yeah. of chocolate chips, it might taste good. Oh, I tell you, Mon, you're going, to, um, you're going to burn for this. You're going to burn <laughs> for this. Same things against Anzac biscuits. Yes. Yeah, um, so I wanted I, to highlight a point, something mm. very, very quickly on just what you were talking about, you know, coming from a German background. Mm-hmm. Something that we often don't think about on Anzac Day, because obviously this is a day to remember 
our servicemen and women mm-hmm. and, uh, and also those of our allies. Mm-hmm. But there is a tragic story on the other side of every conflict as well and um, wh- where you have young men and young women who are called to serve or drafted to serve um, and really don't have a choice in it mm. and are sent to, to, to battle zones and who, you know, who give their lives in the same way that our servicemen have given their lives, whether they believe in the cause or not. And you have the same tragic results that take place. And, and, and usually, you know, so often they'll give their lives for their friends on the battlefield. And yet the losers are never remembered. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I think the first I ever heard of An- Anzac Day and got a glimpse of what it was about was when a friend of mine growing up in primary school, she said, you know, her grandfather or someone served and she, she would go and she was musical and she would play the flute in the dawn service. And uh, she told me how early she had to get up in the morning to do this. And I was like, why would you do that? And so she explained it a little bit to me. And I was like, oh, I've, I've never heard of that. Mm. And, um, and it is a difference because, you know, we, we, we you know, to some degree here in Australia, it's celebrated. But I guess in, in my family and in my heritage, it's never spoken of. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's really sad because, you know, there are so many young men and women who lost their lives mm-hmm. and are not remembered. Yeah. In fact, I didn't even know there there was a World War Two until I was um, well and truly into school years, and uh, and people would tease me because you know I had a, you know a German accent. I only learned English when I went to school, mm-hmm. and uh, there was four of us, uh, four little Germans in this classroom. We would all speak German, and <laughs> it was like a little bubble, and no one could get in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it wasn't until I got a bit older, and then um, got you know teased for for being German, and then of course what that means. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there was a war, was there? <laughs> I didn't know about this. So yeah, so it's uh, it's very different, you know. It's, it, in one instance where it's being celebrated uh, in the country, and in the other instance, you know, where like it's just as little as possible spoken mm. about. So, yeah. Your grandfather served in the Second World War? Yeah, he did. Um, I don't really know anything about it. Did he ever talk about it? He, uh, When he came back, apparently he spoke about it once, and that was to my father. Apparently they were outside working in the garden or something one day, and he just started talking about it, and it just you know opened up and it came out and came out. And that was apparently the one and only time he ever spoke about it. Um, and then my father has never told me personally anything. Yeah. I, I, I think he might have mentioned one or two things to my older brother. Um, I think he told you something when you were he visiting. Did. He yeah. did, yeah. And, uh, and uh, you were telling me about that story, I think it was just yesterday, and I was like, oh, I've never heard that story. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. your father did tell me a story one time. Um, your grandfather was um, driving panzers mm. um, on the Russian front, on the, on the northern front, and um, he was ordered back to Germany to procure supplies. Mm-hmm. And after the orders had come through for him to go back to Germany and get supplies for, uh, for their panzers, um, his, his commanding officer came to him, took him aside and quietly said to him, he said, when you go back to Germany, do not return. And this was late in the war. He says, do not return to the Russian front. Mm. Those are my personal orders to you. Do not come back. And your grandfather asked why. Why was he be giving these orders not to come back? And um, his superior officer said, he said, because someone from our division needs to survive. Mm. And he was the only one who survived. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a very tragic story there mm. of so many women whose lives were lost that are not remembered on this day. And, and I think mm-hmm. that... Um, 
you know, war is just a horrific thing, regardless of whether you are on the losing side or the winning side. It is just a horrific thing. And we need to remember those mm. who, whose lives were lost as a result of that. Yeah, and, you know, in, in my personal family, there are still repercussions from the, the war uh, to this very day, and that will continue. Um, I don't want to talk too much about w- what they are, but just, yeah, the atrocities, I think, I think people don't realise how long the effects of war last because they change they change generation and then that generation, of course, creates another generation and then the change is sort of everlasting. So what you're saying then is that to this day mm. there are repercussions in oh, your family absolutely. from the Second World War. Absolutely. That took place yeah. in the 1940s. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't want to pinpoint them on air because sure, people no, are I understand. alive and yeah. we're related. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, but I think it's a so, really important point to raise yeah. that um, that war is a horrific thing. And one day... The Bible says all of this will be over. There will never be war again. Mm. In fact, I'm going to read that passage because I think it's one that we need to, we really need to focus on a day like today, which is Anzac Day. And if you're listening to us on the delayed broadcast, um, you're wondering why it's coming through a little bit later. Just jump online if you want to hear the hear the live one, faithfm.com.au. But in Revelation chapter 21 is where I'm going to. The Bible says in Revelation 21 and verse 4, God shall wipe... Actually, I'll start in verse 3. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will live with them. They will be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away." You know, this this is something that on a day like today we need to look forward to. We need to remember that Jesus is coming soon and Jesus is going to bring an end to warfare. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And so on a day that we are remembering those who have died and those who have served, uh, we need to have a positive twist to this. We need to... We need to notice that, you know, this is not something that will last forever. War is a horrific thing that has horrific consequences that last for many, many generations. And, you know, I've, even even just sitting here listening to your story where you, you're sharing, you know, you never knew about Anzac Day. And then when you did find out about it, you found out that you were on the wrong side of Anzac mm-hmm. Day living here in this country. Mm-hmm. It, it, it must, uh, you know, it, it has effects even on you as a, as a, as a young child in school. Uh, growing up, and um, and and so this is you know we need to remember these things, and we need to we need to be peacemakers. The Bible says, mm-hmm. "Blessed are the peacemakers," and wherever possible, we need to uh, fight for peace. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So, what is our uh, what is our encounter about t- today? We need to get onto our Bible study and our encounter with God. Indeed. So we are going through the uh, study guide called Preparation for the End Time, which 20 million people... Yes, join a movement, study the same thing every day of the week with uh, right here on Faith FM with us with 20 million other people around the world studying the same subject. And today we are talking about the love of the Spirit and the assurance of salvation. So it's a very poignant and, uh, and lovely study to be doing on Anzac Day. Okay, so when we talk about the love of the Spirit, and this mm. is... 
This is, uh, you know, obviously referring to the Holy Spirit. You know, there's those out there who would say that the Holy Spirit is um, is, is not the third person of the Godhead. It's just, you know, the, the, the love of God. It's the force of God. It's the character of God. Um, I'd say it's extremely misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you would say that. What would you base that on? Oh, the fact that there are so many different opinions and doctrines and so forth about what and who the Holy Spirit is and, you know, how how it works or what what his role is or whether or not it even exists. And so... How are we going to solve this problem? How are we going to untangle all of this today? The same way we untangle every Bible problem. We turn to the Bible and look at what the Bible tells us. Read us something from the Bible about the Godhead. Monica? Okay, so let's turn to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. That says, "Go, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if you've got the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit doesn't actually just exist, it's just sort of like the character of God between the two, why would it be mentioned as a separate entity in this verse equal with the Father and the Son? Exactly. You know, why wouldn't it just be, oh, go baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son? Because they have a spirit of love between them. You don't need to mention the Spirit if that's all it is. But here it's like, no, in the name of the Father Mm -hmm. and of the Son and of the, the spirit. spirit. To me, this is like the smash em, the smash em verse. I feel like well, this is the only verse you'd really need, right, to prove that there's a yeah, third entity. Well, like, how can you argue with that? It's pretty right. straightforward. I mean, do you name your character? You know, we, we, yeah. you are Mon. You are Mon, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you name your love? Oh, my love is called such yeah. and such. As I introduce myself to people, hi, I'm Mon, and, and this is my character trait of joy. I call it Bob. <laughs> like, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is a very, very valid point that you've raised there, Mon. <laughs> I like the way that you have um, illustrated that. Okay, let's look at some other fat passages because we need to um, we need to make this very, very clear from the Bible. Let's go to John chapter 16. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at verse 14. So flick over very quickly. And if you are not driving, you can look this up in your Bibles and follow along as well. John chapter 16, the great passage here. Uh, let's, re- let's start in verse 13. Why don't you start in verse 13 there for us, Mon? John 16 in verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Thank you. How do, now, 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 this is almost one of those verses that's you, you read it and it's like, okay, Jesus must have been thinking that at the end of time there would be people that would be confused about whether the Holy Spirit was a third person of the Godhead or not. And so let me write it down in the clearest possible way so that they can never, ever, ever get it wrong. And so he gives us this verse right here. Let's go through it. I want you to notice the, the, uh, the personal language of the verse. Mm. When he... Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Let's not go any further. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you call um, your character trait of joy, do you call it he? <laughs> you don't call it Bob. <laughs> do you call it he? Uh, no, it's an it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now, the Holy Spirit is referred to as it on occasions in the Bible, and I guess this is why you know some people um, come up with this. You know, It's just like the electricity. It's the force of God, you know. Mm. But do you refer to the electricity that is running through your um, through your cables in your house, do you, do, you, do you refer to it as he? No, definitely, definitely not. not. No. And you only need one verse in the Bible to refer to the Holy Spirit as he, and it's a person. You yeah. don't need more than one verse. Uh-huh. Some people are like, oh, there's not many verses. I'm like, 
you only need one. That's it. Do you need more than one? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's go through this. I want you to count this for me, Mon. Mm-hmm. How about when he, the mm-hmm. spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He will glorify me, for he shall not he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. How many times did you get? Nine. 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 Nine in two verses, uh-huh. and they're not very long verses. They're not. No, not at all. Nine times Jesus has emphasized that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Do you need it any clearer than that? Now that's very clear. Okay, so let's look at... Okay, so if you're not convinced by the fact that Jesus says that we're to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the key word being and right there, Mm -hmm. or that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit he nine times in two short verses, let's look at a few more. Let's go to uh, back to verse uh, 7 and 8. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Okay, I want you to think about this for a moment. The Bible here refers to the Holy Spirit as, in your translation, as the advocate. Mm, in the footnote, it says comforter or encourager or counselor. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the uh, do you refer to... Does, <sighs> The electricity that is running through your home, mm. is that your comforter? No. When, well, when, when, when the heat is if, running sometimes yeah, or the yeah. air con, but no, you but don't refer really, to no. it as your comforter. If you I know? was sad and needed a hug, it, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you might hug it a little yeah. bit tighter if you get hold of it, yeah. uh, but that might not be a good thing for you. Okay, so no, we, you don't refer to a force, an inanimate force force Mm-mm. as the comforter um, does a character trait like love is that an advocate a character you know, trait no. is, is love going to advocate for no, it, you it needs to be a being it needs to be a person yeah. to be an advocate doesn't it to to advocate to comfort to encourage or to counsel they're all traits that only like a being it's, love doesn't counsel ha- yeah yeah character Character traits do not counsel. We could say, yeah, love comforts, but it doesn't counsel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't advocate. It doesn't plead on your behalf, mm-hmm. any of those things. Yeah. And so very clearly we have here the Holy Spirit as a person. Let's go on and let's look at some other passages. Well, while we're here, go John 14. John 14. John 14. And we will look in verse uh, 16. John 14 and verse 16 says... And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Okay, so he is always going to be with you. The Bible says he, the Holy Spirit, will abide with you or live with you forever. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't really talk about inanimate forces um, or character traits as as people who live with us. Yeah. I'm just thinking of this word advocate. And I'm just imagining going into like court or something and then, you know, the judge asking who's Oh, my joy, my joy is going to be my advocate. <laughs> or, or bringing like a lamp or something with some electricity, but like, here's my advocate. Like, it's not going to work. You need no, a being. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. And so we're going to get we're going to hit this same point over and over again, and it's an important point to hit because um, we want to remove all confusion, and mm. we need to learn to take the Bible as it reads, mm-hmm. rather than trying to twist the Bible to read to say something that it does not say. I'm also interested to know how it is people got this so confused because the verses really are so clear. Oh, they're, they're absolutely crystal clear. Here's a verse to look at, and we'll come back to this one in just a moment. Ephesians 4 and verse 30. Um, find that one for me, and in a moment we're going to come back and read about this one because you know this is probably possibly one of the clearest verses in the Bible mm. that tells us the Holy Spirit is a person. Stay right there. We'll be right back after this song. This is Alison Brooke with the Revelation song, Choose the Lamb. You're listening to Faith FM. It all comes down to the lamb slain from the foundation of creation. It all comes down to the life poured out in the center of revelation. Revelation. Listening to Alison Brook, the Revelation song here on Faith FM, and we are going to go to Ephesians chapter four as we continue our encounter with God as we look at the personality or the person of the Holy Spirit. What have you got there for us, Mon? And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit whoa, 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 by the whoa, way you live. Do not do what? Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Okay, so when you live a bad life, does the electricity in your home feel sad? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It okay, doesn't. so an, an inanimate force cannot feel sad. It can't feel anything. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, and so the Spirit of God is not an inanimate force. It's not a force that the Father and the Son share that they then, you know, give to this earth. 
The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Jesus says, I'm going away, and when I go, the Holy Spirit will come. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got one person who is going and you have another person is coming. If I came to you and said, look, I'm going to walk out this door, and when I walk out this door, Rochelle's going to walk in the door, mm-hmm. you would not expect a personality trait to walk in the door. No, I'd be expecting Rochelle. Absolutely. You'd expect mm-hmm. a person to mm-hmm. walk in the door and her name would be Rochelle. And when Jesus says, I'm going away and the comforter is coming, you're not expecting Jesus as a person to go away and an inanimate force to come. You are expecting a person to come whose name is the comforter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of course, the Bible says here that the comforter experiences sorrow. Okay. So here's another verse. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 12 and verse 12. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Luke chapter 12 and verse 12. And let's find out what else we can learn about the Holy Spirit. And we could go on all day reading these passages from the Bible. And I guess I'm having a little bit of a a rant on this one, but it's an important one to talk about because we need to learn to read the Bible as it reads and to understand it as it reads rather than coming to the Bible with our preconceived ideas and injecting them into the Bible. Okay, what have you got there for us? Okay, Luke chapter 12 and verse 12. I'm going to read a little bit of verse 11 just to help it make sense. Please do. Cuts it up in the middle. Don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Okay, does the Bible say that Jesus will teach you? No. Does the Bible say that the Father will teach you? Mm-mm. No, the Bible is talking about when you are on trial for your faith. And, of course, many people have on many occasions been on trial for mm-hmm. their faith. Uh, what is it that the Bible will actually uh, the, the, who is it that will actually help you? The Holy Spirit. And what will he actually do? He'll teach you. Teach you. Okay, so does the electricity running through your house teach you anything? Never taught me a thing. Uh, taught me a thing once or twice when I grabbed hold of it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ow, that hurt. <laughs> do not touch the electricity. Make sure the circuit breaker is off before you start working on the wiring in your home. <laughs> it's all a good idea. But it didn't actually have a conversation with me. No, not at all. Okay, one more verse. We'll look at one more. How about this one? Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Thank you. Okay, so the Holy Spirit does what in this passage? It helps us. And? Teaches us to pray, what to pray. Communicates with us. And? Mm. Something about groanings there. Yeah, groans. Yeah. Okay, so the Holy Spirit intercedes here, doesn't it? Yeah, intercedes. Okay, now now uh, let's think about an intercessor mm-hmm. and the word intercessor. An intercessor is somebody who stands between two people. By definition, an, inter- an intercessor is going to be in between, right? Mm-hmm. And going to take the message of one person and pass it on to another person. Yeah. That's the work of an intercessor. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for the Holy Spirit to be an intercessor if uh, you are just talking directly to that person. There's no need for it. No, there is no need. there. An intercessor, by definition, demands that there is a third person there in the mm-hmm. equation. And so we have the Father, we have the Holy Spirit, we have us. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit makes groanings for us with words that we cannot utter. In other words, the Holy Spirit speaks on our behalf. This is not Jesus speaking on our behalf. He does do that. This is not the Father speaking on our our behalf, and he does that as well. 
This is the Holy Spirit speaking on our behalf, and what we find here is that all three members of the Godhead speak on our behalf. All three members of the Godhead are equally interested in our salvation and equally working for our salvation. Isn't that good news? Amen. Praise God. Wonderful news. Let's take the Bible as it reads, friends, and not try and make random stuff up. Okay, so we need to continue on here. There's a question here that I'm just going to ask him on, and it's like this. How much comfort can you draw from the fact that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all working for your eternal good? I I would draw an infinite amount of comfort from that. And what kind of assurance does that give you? Blessed assurance. Yes, blessed (laughs) assurance. We talked about this during uh, question time the other day as to whether or not a person can lose their salvation. And the answer is very, very simple. Yes, a person can lose their salvation. But and, and so some people are like, oh, well, you've got no assurance then. Where do you where where do you find any kind of assurance? And the answer is so simple. Mm. Our assurance is not found in some decision, something that we did a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Our assurance is found in Jesus Christ and mm. in the fact that he is doing everything that he can to get us into heaven. Absolutely. And the Father is doing everything that he can to get us into heaven. You know, and the and, and the, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And he's doing everything he can. And when it says, you know, um, you know, they're all working for our eternal good, I like that it's not just like one thing that they're doing. Like we just read all those verses and there's so many things that they're doing. They're teaching, they're guiding, they're telling us, you know, how to pray and what to say when we're when we're being persecuted. There's so many things that they're that the uh, the Godhead is doing for us. Yes. So it's yeah. And we just read that one aspect of, of the Holy Spirit. Mm, that's right. You know, you look at what Jesus is doing for us, you look at what the Father is doing for us. All of them working together there. Um, I'm just confused as to why people are confused. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but it seems so clear that the Holy Spirit is definitely, you know, the third party. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go to Psalms chapter 91. And this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. This is your homework for this afternoon or the rest of the day. Anzac Day homework. Of course, it's Anzac Day today. And if you are listening to this broadcast tomorrow or on another day, that means you're listening to the delayed broadcast and you need to jump online and listen to us on uh, faithfm.com.au or via the TuneIn app with FaithFM Australia and you can be up to date with everything. I think, you know, so a lot of people don't realize they're listening to our delayed broadcast mm. and they listen to the show and it's like, yeah, this is the show, Faith FM, they're a little <laughs> bit slow, a little bit behind the times. No, we're not. This is the live show, but if you are listening to it tomorrow, it is the delayed broadcast. So make sure you listen to us online. Much better way to listen and much better signal online. And you can listen to it in your car, anywhere, just run it through your phone. Okay, so where are we up to? Psalms chapter 91, and I'm wondering whether you can read for us, Mon, uh, verse 15 and 16, please. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with their long life and give them my salvation. Okay, so how does that, how, what, what, do you, what comfort do you gain from this passage in relationship to your assurance? Oh, that I'm, I'm rescued. I'm protected. Um, I'm, I'm. I'll be. I'll be answered. Mm-hmm. That that someone will be with me in times of trouble. I'll be honoured and rewarded with a long life, and I'll have salvation. Yeah, it's a great passage right there. I remember a friend of mine <coughs> was in an aeroplane accident at sea, and he was one of a uh, a very few of them um, who actually got out of the plane before it sank, and then he swam all night. He swam to shore. 
Um, and so he swam for about uh, 10 hours, which is long, obviously, past mm. his endurance or anyone else's endurance. And that whole time, he had the comfort and the assurance of salvation. And people came to him like, oh, I didn't think that Adventists had assurance. And I was like, of course we've got assurance. Our assurance is in Jesus Christ. And that's where every Christian's assurance should be. This is Hoku Clements. Your will be done.
You are listening to the Ford Forbes family with Blessed Assurance here on Faith FM. We have come to our question time. And Mon, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah? Yes. And so this is one that comes from First Peter mm-hmm. chapter 3 and verse 19 and 20. And I want you to explain to me what this verse is talking about. The Bible says, By which also he went and preached to the spirits in prison which sometimes were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, in eight souls were saved by water. What's that verse all about? (laughs) (laughs) So he went and preached the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. This does sound like it's part of a bigger sermon and we've just like extracted one bit at the end and been like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And there's a reason why I did that (laughs) because somebody's asked the question, you know, what did Jesus do for the three days between his death and resurrection? And when people ask that question, it's always based on this verse right here. Okay. And so if you read this verse just on its own Mm -hmm. and then you do a lot of mental gymnastics... You can come up with the conclusion that Jesus went and preached to people in hell during the three days that he was dead. Oh, I see. I have heard of that idea before. Okay, so so so, but you know, okay. So let's let's give it a little bit of context, shall mm-hmm, we? Mm-hmm. So let's go back up, and we'll begin in verse uh, eighteen. The Bible says, "For Christ has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive." By the Spirit. Now, this fits into what we were talking about because here we find who is it that raised Jesus from the dead? Mm-hmm. The Holy the, Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And what you find is that Jesus says, I have the power to raise myself from the dead. The Bible says that Jesus was resurrected by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the Father called Jesus from the dead. Mm. And so all three members of the Godhead were involved in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it goes on and it says, By which also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, etc., etc. And people go, Okay, so from that verse, we now know that while Jesus was dead, he went and preached to people in hell who were disobedient. Okay, so there's a lot of problems here, first of all. Why would Jesus go to hell? Why would he preach to people who have already been lost? And if he hasn't gone to hell, why would he preach to people? Uh, Did he go to purgatory? Is there a purgatory out there where there's this intermediate stage between salvation and and, uh, and heaven? Because clearly he's not preaching to people that are in heaven right here. So who is he preaching to? The second is this massive assumption that people put in here that this took place while Jesus was dead. Where in the passage does it say that it happened while Jesus was dead? Mm. It doesn't. Not at all. The reference is to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I want you to notice here that this passage is all about the Spirit because in verse 18 it says, He was brought to life by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Then it continues on there and it says, By which? In other words, by what? The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. He preached to the spirits or the people that were in prison. At what time? During the time 
that God waited in the days of Noah. So when God was preaching to the antediluvians, he was preaching to them by the power of his Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what it says in Genesis chapter 6, where the Bible says, My spirit shall not always strive with men, yet his days shall be 120 years. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to preach for 120 years. And that's exactly what happened, and that's exactly what Peter is recording right here. The work of the Holy Spirit reaching out to the antediluvian world just before the flood took place. Jesus, the very thought of you, it fills my heart with love. Jesus, you burn like wildfire, and I am overcome. Lover of my soul, even unto death.
You're listening to Order Is Sad, even unto death, here on Faith FM, and we have come to the end of our show, Mon. Yes, and Lyle, I have uh, I've made a huge giveaway today, so I've just said, you know what? Anyone who calls today can get a copy of the Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. We'll send it to you free of charge. Anzac Day special. <clears throat> Anzac Day special. And speaking of Anzac Day, I did want to ask you about your grandfather, because we talked about my grandfather. What about yours? Yeah, my grandfather served in uh, the Pacific, um, and particularly in Rabaul. And, of course, um, anyone who's read the history of that conflict know that there was very, very bitter fighting there and not so many people that, uh, that survived. Um, and much like your grandfather, he rarely spoke of it. And so I did some research and I spoke to quite a number of relatives in preparation for Anzac Day today to try and find out, does anybody have any memories? And really, um, there were very, very few. Um, I, did, I did track down the fact that one time he, he, was, in a, he, was, a, he was a skipper of a tugboat Mm-hmm. And the harbour was bombed, and it um, blew the boat clean out of the water. And he thought it was his time was up, but the boat came down and was still floating, and and uh, continued from there. And the other story that um, came out was talking about uh, seeing some of the kamikaze uh, boats that the Japanese had built using um, GM motors. Oh wow! And it made him really angry. It just sort of for some reason it just really stirred him up. And and uh, yeah, he carried some of that bitterness with him for a long time. And you know, you couldn't buy Japanese products or Japanese cars or anything like this um, simply because of the, the bitterness that war creates. And it's, it's so sad, you know. I've, I've got some wonderful Japanese friends and today and, and you think, why, why do we ha- need to have this bitterness mm. between nations? Mm-hmm. It's just so destructive. And, you know, I guess like, uh, you know, like Carl was sharing earlier, the emotional wounds just continue and... and, and and, and carry on long after a conflict is past and long after it's over. It's definitely a testament that if we are experiencing bitterness in our heart, we should deal with it. So if you do have bitterness, you know, whether or not it's war-related, um, we definitely encourage you to to seek to seek some counselling help. You can even give us a call here at 1-800-FAITH-FM and we can point you in the right direction. Mm, and talk it out. It's a great thing to uh, to talk it out. Yeah, so our giveaway for today is just a blanket giveaway. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets one. So one anybody can everybody. call up. And even if you're listening to the delayed broadcast, which mm-hmm. uh, you're wondering why are they talking about Anzac Day today? Well, that's because you're listening to the delayed broadcast and you need to get with it. And listen and to the live broadcast. faithfm.com.au or via the TuneIn app. And uh, the best way to do that is on your phone, ran through your stereo system on your car. Um, but, but anyone who calls up gets the hero yeah. of Hacksaw Ridge as our Anzac Day We'll special. still honour our offer. So you give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And we will send you a copy of the Hero of Hacksaw Ridge, a wonderful book. We hope you have a blessed day this Anzac Day and that you keep thinking about what you're grateful for. Particularly, there's so much for us to be grateful for today. Mm-hmm.